What is up, wrestling fans? It's that time of the week for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling and call it right down the middle. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, better known as 607 T. W.S. We are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am the host of the 3FM Podcast, and I'm also the host here at 607 TWS. My name is Rich, and joining me in the co-pilot share as he does each and every week, but you better know him as the host of the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast fam, what is happening? What is going on? What is good? Let's talk some pro wrestling, shall That's we? That's right. It's time to talk some pro wrestling. We got some stuff to talk about. In the main event of this show, we will be talking about some Japanese wrestling because there's a huge New Japan show going down and pro wrestling. Noah, yes. of course, the final match of the legendary Kenji Mudo's career is going down this upcoming technically Sunday morning for us here in the States. Uh, Saturday evening for uh, if you're live in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, there's always that change because I think it's 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on that it comes on. I believe so. Uh, if we're if we're going by U.S. times, but we'll be talking about that. Of course, New Japan's second night of Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan Pro Wrestling versus Pro Wrestling Noah with the huge Congo versus Lij. That will be talked about in the main event segment. In the mid card, we'll be hitting that indie roundup. Game Changer Wrestling is back with a three count them three card weekend once again on Fight Plus, as well as our good friends over at AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling. We're going to cover bo- all those shows, and of course, in the opening contest, we will be reviewing Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill Friday the 13th 2023 as well as we will be kind of putting a button on the whole WWE thing up front. Yeah. So with that, before we can get into all that great action, Ken M, tell the fine folks at home how to find yourself and the ODPH podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to ODPHpodcast.com. Joining the conversation on social media accounts. They're all right there on the front page. Check out the T Public Store, the Patreon link, one tier, $2 a month, and a lot of content on the way. Parley Points blog section, classified section, which has friends of the show, such as 3FN Podcast, the directory, the music section. If it's anything and everything that is the ODPH, you can find it at odphpodcast.com. And if you're looking to get a hold of myself and the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Visit 3FNPodcast.com. All the social media links are there, as well as links to uh, the musical directory to give you uh, the bands that allow us to use their music, including the, our good friends over at Floodlands, who the song Ruins is the theme song for 607TWS. Check them out. Uh, support them on Spotify, YouTube Music, and Bandcamp. Also, the Patreon link is there, patreon.com slash 3FNPodcast for as little as $1 a month. You you get a ton of extra bonus content. Also, while you're there, check out the T Public link, links to our friends of the show, like the ODPH podcast, and so much more, including our local sponsors who help bring you these shows commercial free. We got two sp- specific sponsors that bring TWS to you. Give a quick shout out. First of all, Dragon Master Games for all your Magic the Gathering gaming needs. Visit them on the World Wide Web dragonmastergames.com and then our good friends over at Dubby Energy Drinks. Dubby has declared war on Big Energy and if you would like to join that revolution and check out a the clean energy group that Dubby is Go on over to W.GG. That's D-U-B-B-Y.GG. Check out their great flavors. Check out their shakers and merchandise and more. They have sample packs and so much more over there. And if you decide to try it out and check it out, make sure to put in that promo code 3FNPOD. That's right. The number 3FNPOD at checkout to get 10% off of your order. And you know what? If you learn to love Dubby and you want to order more, you can always use the promo code every time you go back and you will get 10% off no matter when you go back because that's how awesome they are over at Dubby. So make sure you check out the favorite energy drink of 3FN Podcast and 607TWS, Dubby Energy Drinks at Dubby.gg. Well... That's going to do it for the opening plugs. We got all that out of the way because, Ken, you know, I think you have to pull up that watch that's on your wrist because I believe it's time. 
That's right, it's time to kick off this episode of 607TWS. And in the opening contest, we're going to get it right out of the way before we even dive into the Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill review. Let's let's take get the dirt out of there. Let's get the grime out. Let's get the gunk out. Yeah. Listen, man, I collected a lot <laughs> yeah. of receipts this past week. And I'm not even going to sit here and rattle off receipts. Everybody knows what happened. Everybody knows that after we went to air and we talked about, you know, hey, this is what it, this everything means, that it didn't take long for the internet to say, oh, my God, WWE, it's a done deal. They're sold to the Saudis, baby. Oh, my God. And they had everybody screaming from the fucking rooftops, which was <clears throat> completely untrue, mm-hmm. as we found out. Because, hey, listen, the one thing that people missed over, and we talked about it, and we're one of the few outlets to talk about it, is Facts. that it's a publicly traded company, so they have to make everything that has to go into the negotiations public. So they couldn't make secret negotiations to sell a company privately when they're a public-owned company. Now, if they want to take it private, like the rumor said, that means they would have to pay off all the shareholders, which would also have to be done in the public eye. So here's the cool part, ladies and gentlemen. We'll know when WWE is sold or not sold or whatever's happening with it because it will be reported by every major outlet like the Wall Street Journal, CNBC, and more. Across the board. Exactly. Because it's a publicly traded company. They can't do any of it in secret. So if they were going to sell to the Saudis, first of all, they would have to state that interest. Then they would have to get their stockholders together to vote on it. And yes, I understand that Vince McMahon holds the controlling shares, but there still has to be a vote. You Mm -hmm. can't do it without a vote. Even if he says that and he gets the controlling shares and does it, there still has to be a vote legally. Right. The, The investors are allowed to know what's going on. That's how stocks work. (laughs) You know, that's the problem with a publicly traded company. So for everybody to go out there and, you know, my favorite was like, I heard people out there, I don't believe stuff unless Sean Ross Sapp says it. Well, here's the problem. Sean Ross Sapp rides the fence a lot, and that's all due respect. Mm -hmm. And his team rides the fence hard. And what did they do? They all put out these fucking like vague cryptic. Yeah, I, I heard some things. I don't know if they're true, can't confirm them, but boy, they're scary, these things I'm hearing that might be happening. You uh, know, oh my God, that's just as bad as saying you confirmed it, man. Exactly. The only, the only reason you're doing that is that if it did get confirmed, then you could be like, well, we broke the story. We just didn't know, we did just waited until we confirmed it to tell you. Mm-hmm. Very, very telling is if you really want to look at the gauge in the room, we said it before, when Mike Johnson reports something, yes. then it's usually... Usually. I mean, sometimes plans change. Sometimes because he found out plans have changed. Right. But for the most part, it's pretty much if you're talking about wrestling journalists, and I'm using that loosely, Mm. one of the only few is Mike Johnson over there at PW Insider. Right. So if Mike Johnson doesn't say it, that's when, you know, what's going on. He never said a word about Saudi. I mean, he did talk about maybe the company was up for sale, but that's that's the facts. Yeah. It's the same thing we talked about here. Exactly. That's the the only thing that we know is Vince is back, forces his way in to do a sale and have his say with the meteorites. Anything else is all speculation, but for how fast the internet ran with that last week. And I remember when we were recording, my phone was exploding because people were going, oh my God, a deal went done. A deal is done. A deal is done. And I'm like, and Rich and I are just looking at each other going like, what? We go back to the last week. I said, well, there's a rumor right now that the Saudis bought the company, but uh, there's no confirmation. That would exactly. be confirmed from a major site. Mm-hmm. You know, the next day, the fun fact was the next day, CNBC ran a report that I got to see where it was like, the reporter was like, well, you know, there's all this stuff on the internet about the Saudis buying the company. I can tell you that's absolutely false. I can tell you that because it's a traded company, we'd find out about it and we have no, you know, it's going to be a large sale. And then they went into the exact reasons that our good friend Padawan Jay and myself and you have had kind conversations about and that is the fact that if the saudis bought wwe how would they make their money back because tv companies won't work with them if you don't if you don't think the tv companies will work with them i'll tell you how we know they own a golf uh company yeah go against yeah to go against the pga or live whatever whatever however you think but they can't they can't get tv rights they can't sell tv rights to it hmm okay so if, if you buy wwe for this large amount of money really the bulk of what you're going to get back is from the TV deals mm-hmm. and from licensing. And if you can't get TV deals and licenses because people don't want to do business with you, then how are you ever going to make the money back? So it's a bad decision. I'm not saying that they're out completely, but it would be the dumbest investment of all time. 
it would make a lot of sense. You it know? would not. And, and, and we're going to set up here. Like, I don't want to hear, like, you know, about, you know, Tony Khan and his father buying it. Stop. If you, if you read the real <laughs> oh, article, if you read the real article that Shad Khan said that he would be interested in buying WWE, yeah. he even pointed out that he would need a lot of investors because the price is too high. Yeah. Because, like I've said before, Shad Khan's worth $11.6 billion. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But that's not $11.6 billion liquid. Liquid. That is his investments and everything tied in. I would say maybe he's got $2 billion tops liquid because a businessman like him has a lot invested. I could see that. So I would say $2 billion tops, right? Two. So yes, he has the assets, but that means he would either have to sell off assets to get that $11.6 billion of worth, or he would have to use investors to get there. And I'm not saying that's out of the realm of possibility. He did say he was. it was legit. He mm-hmm. said he was interested. It wasn't Tony Khan that said it. It was Shad Khan that said it. Right. But here's the thing. He also admitted in the same breath that I need a lot of help, especially because you're going up against places like Disney, which we know is interested. Mm-hmm. We know Comcast is very interested because they own NBC Universal. We know that uh, uh, Amazon is very interested, and of course the company Endeavor or whatever it is that owns the UFC. Yes, they're super interested as well. So I mean, there's there's some big companies and names out there, but I'm looking at it like this. WWE, since then, has almost gone to a $6 billion worth mm-hmm. because for some reason the stock price jumped through the fucking roof because people are jumping on because of a potential sale. Right. So now what's happening is, 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 is as the price goes up, it's the same thing. It might only be worth that much, but because they're turning multiple billion-dollar profits a year, it is worth more. So a company is going to buy it. They're going to have to offer, I said low-end $20 billion. I'm really thinking that the sale price is more like 30 or above. It's whoever would be crazy enough to offer a shit ton of money. That's, that's who will buy World Wrestling Entertainment if it sells. And I think that's what they're looking for. Because if not, they're just going to do the TV deal and continue on. Exactly. Because it's not like they're losing money. So you have to come with a real good offer. Well, we touched upon it in the past. Vince has always said it was for sale. And if somebody really wants to buy the company, it's doing so well financially, it is going to be one of the biggest deals in business history. And I'm not sure if there's any real players outside of Disney and Comcast that are going to get into it. I mean, maybe Amazon, sure. But outside of the, that realm, in my opinion, I don't think anybody's coming close. So to get it out of the way, here's how we're going to do it here in 607 TWS. Every week, I'm not going to give you an update about where or where you're not the WWE sale might be. I'm not even going to take the receipts from everybody on the internet. It, it, I don't care. When something happens with the company, whether it sells, whether it doesn't sell, whether Vince McMahon decides to usurp more power or whatever it is, then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. At this point in juncture, as far as we know, he's just there for the sale. We can only judge that by face value. Now, mind you, a week or two from now, we might be sitting here going, "Oh shit, Vince fired Triple H and took back over Creative." Shit, what? A, what? A, you know, it is what it is. Right. And then here's the thing, guys. That is at the point as a wrestling fan, if you don't want to see that shit, watch something else. Because I know I'm going to. Mm-hmm. There's Same plenty here. of options out there. Plenty of options. So all the people who tune back in. But as of right now, as long as the ship is going in the in the direction it has been that everybody's liked, let's stay on the ship until it changes. And as of right now, the only thing that has changed is Vince McMahon, in a real shitty, shady move, forced his way back in with his shares. And now, it's as long as he stays by his word, nothing should change business-wise, as far as wrestling fans are concerned. Right. The only thing that may change is one day they might sell the company, or if not, in the summer, they're going to be doing the TV rights because it has to get done. Yeah. And this is just a normal way of business, especially with a profitable company. Exactly. There's- should, if somebody's going to offer him $30 billion... Who's not going to take it? Well, that's the whole thing. He's there for the business sale. That's always That's been the word coming out of that entire camp, and that's the only thing that people should worry about. You haven't seen any changes on the programming since this was announced, right? No. I, I haven't. It's still been the Triple H-influenced show. And until that switches up, who cares? Unless you're a stockholder, it doesn't have anything to do with you. And the fact that you're, everybody's buying into the fact of like, oh my gosh, AEW might merge with D- WWE. Stop. Just stop. Enjoy the program for what it is. And when it goes bad, if it goes bad, then it's time to just jump ship and find something else. And that's why we've been sitting here for how many weeks now screaming about Fight Plus, IWTV. We've been giving options to go watch something else New if, Japan, you, if you don't like Noah. it. Exactly. AEW even. Yeah, there's options out there. This is the best time to be a wrestling fan because you have options. And if WWE is not working for you, go check something else out. We'll give you a whole list of shows.
Yeah, I agree. And, and I'm just going to put it out there. We'll all know when it really sells. And, and you got, guess what? Keep your eyes on our social medias. Because if it does sell, we'll share the Wall Street Journals or CNBCs like, hey, this is what's going down. Mm-hmm. And then we'll talk about that. But until then, don't believe, oh, man, if you pay $5 for my for my Patreon <laughs> hot tip, baby. I Because t- listen, if, if it, the way that this shit works, man, I am upset with myself. That I look myself in the mirror every day and go, man, I don't have it into me to rip people off because that's what I should just do. Yeah. Just start it up and just be like, hey, man, I'm going to give you the hot takes, baby. I'm going to give you the hot takes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I I do my later version of the John Wayne Murdoch voice. Yeah, I know. It's, for it's my killing me right voice, now. But it's hilarious. But uh, it's, it's just hot takes, man. Like, come on. Come on, baby. Let's get in. Let's get real with it. Let's watch pro wrestling. Have a good time. There's a lot of great pro wrestling going down. There's a lot of events. We got a full fucking card today of talking about an event that went down last week. Four events that go down on Fight Plus this weekend. Plus two uh, events going down in Japan in the world of New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah, which Pro Wrestling Noah is a subsidiary of New Japan Pro Wrestling now. But still, it's still a huge events going down this weekend. Mm-hmm. All of this this weekend. And then guess what? We get to talk about the fucking Royal Rumble next weekend. Like, and, and no matter what we think, as long as there's no fucking drastic change between now and then, the Royal Rumble's going to go off as it's supposed to go off, as Triple H has planned it now for months. Mm-hmm. So there we go. And there's a, the Royal Rumble's always exciting. We got two Rumble matches now every year. We got more surprises every year because we got two Rumble matches. Yeah. So it's my one of my favorite times of the year. I'm gonna let the fucking I'm gonna let it roll unless some shit hits the fan, and then we will fucking talk about it. But this is me wasting time telling you that we're not going to talk about it. I'm sorry if you if you want that, it's all over around you. But I, I unless something happens, I can't talk about it because the speculation is just that it's speculation. And when you're speculating on a publicly traded company, it sounds real dumb. Exactly. There's no merit behind it. You're just coming up with hot gossip, which gets you nowhere. So why waste the time and air? Seriously. Honestly, I think you said that wrong. You're coming up with hot garbage. Hot. Hot, hot garbage. Sorry, I got the head cold. Hot garbage. That's what it is. So, And like I said, if you want that drama, there's plenty of places and outlets. So have fun. <laughs> have fun. All right. Let's throw it out there. Let's now get into what we need to talk about, and that is let's review a show that went down last Friday, Absolutely. January the 13th from Center Stage in Atlanta, GA, baby. Of course, that would be... Impact Wrestling presents Hard to Kill 2023 with the tagline, Friday the 13th. And I saw a lot of Jason Mass. Yeah. Everybody had it on their gear. So at least everybody was... In the mode. In the mode. You know what I mean? In the mood. Are you ready to talk about this card, Kenneth? Yes, let's do it. So let's start off with the pre-show, which was free, absolutely free on Fight Plus and also on YouTube. Uh, The opening contest of the pre-show was a six-way match where Kushida who was the surprise entrant, defeated Angels, Delirious, Speedball Mike Bailey, Action Mike Jackson doing his damn thing. The man. And Yua Yuomore in a 7 minutes and 25 seconds. This was a high-patched match. I love seeing Action Mike Jackson out there. Yeah. uh, 72 years young, still putting on a show. And the suicide dive from Action Mike Jackson. Blows me away every time. (laughs) Craziness. Yeah. Uh, but Kushida, beautiful win there. Of course, Kushida will be on AEW Dynamite this upcoming week, uh, challenging for the TNT Championship. Is that correct? Yes, he's taking on Darby. Darby Allen this upcoming week, If uh, when you hear this. So tune in for that. I will be, and also just announced, he will be appearing on St. Patty's Day in the Melrose, Ball, Melrose Ballroom. Sorry, I'm so excited about this because I'm, I'm, now I'm going to the show uh, for Game Changer nice. Wrestling. So I'm excited to see Kushida. All right, the other, the only other pre-show match was for the Impact X Division Championship. Your champion, Trey Miguel, defending against Black Taurus with Crazy Steve, of course, in his corner. At the end of the day, 10 minutes and 10 seconds, and still the Impact X Division champion, Trey Miguel. My only question here is why? Why is the X Division title on the pre-show? You read my mind because I did not understand why this match was on the pre-show. It, one of the better matches of the night, too. Oh, absolutely. So... Why would you not feature your your second biggest title on your show? Like it, I would say that's a big mistake by Impact, but uh, still a great match though, nevertheless. Absolutely. Next up, we got the show started, and they started with a bang because the first bout was the full Metal Mayhem match for the Impact 
World's Heavyweight Championship. And this was Bully Ray's Call Your Shot Championship match. Of course, your Impact Champion, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. And he defeated Bully Ray in 17 minutes by submission. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Hard to kill. Word association. You tell me hard to kill. My first, it's a two-word association, but they go together. Overbooked. Yeah. And this first match, overbooked. Uh, I, listen, I liked the violence in it. I thought that they did a very nice job of incorporating weapons. I love the fact that Bully started off hot, beating down uh, Josh Alexander, giving us some glimpses that he may pull this one off. Uh, then, you know, got a couple guys get involved in the match. Looks like Bully's going to get in, you know, get the win. Dreamer comes down for no reason. Yeah. Looks like he sides with Bully Ray and then turns on Bully Ray, which everybody saw coming from a fucking mile away. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, Josh Alexander's zip tied to the ropes. So even after now, Dreamer gets dispatched and then fucking basically Bully Ray has a fucking skull crush party with a with a with a garbage can right before Josh Alexander's wife comes to the ring. And gets in front of Bully Ray. And then we do this whole song and dance about beg me, cry for your husband. I mean, I thought it was very brutal and stuff. But let's be honest. Just smash her with the fucking garbage can and have him submit. But but no. It takes so long that fucking she low blows Bully. And then cuts him out of the stuff for him to make the superhero comeback after getting his shit kicked in. Like, this booking was stupid. Whoever was behind it, I'm sorry. Like, usually I love impact shit. But this was like, what the fuck are we doing with this? Am I right? What are you thinking? No, you're absolutely right. This was overbooked. This was just a hot mess after Alexander got zip-tied to the ropes. It was going in a very good pace. Obviously, Bully Ray came out from behind, jumped him, did the powerbomb. We all thought the match was going to be over in the first five minutes of the match. Didn't. The tag team lackeys came in, did their thing. The dreamer thing was telegraphed. We all knew what was going to go on there. And then the whole spiel with Alexander's wife coming in the ring and overselling the story portion of that match because that went on way too long. Once Alexander got freed, remember, he went Jeff Hardy, set up a table, put Bully Ray on it, climbed outside the ring, did the, what, 15-foot-high belly splash on the Bully Ray and only got a two-count. So then he had to put him in the ankle lock for the submission right after. Why? Why was this so overbooked? And this is literally kicking off your main card. I don't know. It was, it was, it was something to behold. I mean, I was, I was fucking confused. Uh, next up, we had the four-way elimination tag team match for the Impact World Tag Team Champions. Your champions, the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin, defending the titles against Heath and Rhino, the Bullet Club team of Ace Austin and Chris Bay, and the major players, Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. This match got 13 minutes, 13 seconds. Haha, <laughs> Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. Well played. At the end of the day, and still your Impact World Tag Team Champions, the Motor City Machine Guns. This match was good. I enjoyed uh, all the spots and stuff in the match. I think, though, I was still on a hangover from being pissed off about the opening contest, and the crowd was not hot. No, they were just there. Like It's kind of weird to say, especially with all the teams involved, because it was a very good match, but I don't know if they were just too drained from the first match. They just could not rebound enough for this, because it was a very solid match. It might have been my favorite match on the card, to be honest with you. It could. It was. It was very good. Very solid, top to bottom. Uh, after the match, though, big news: Frankie Kazarian just comes to the ring, gets the microphone, gives a high five to the Motor City Machine Guns as well. Yeah, gets the microphone and uh, basically says, "Hey, uh, I'm done with all these other places. I'm coming back to Impact." Yeah, so an Impact deal. Took some shots. Did you say? Okay. No, he definitely took some shots at AEW. <laughs> no way around that. Uh, didn't come out blatantly, but there was enough alluding to about being uh, around his friends. Sitting, and, uh, it's not enough to be around your friends and then find out they're not your friends. Yeah. And just sitting around. Paraphrasing a bit, but yeah. yeah that I'm was, paraphrasing it, because it's been a couple days since I've seen it. Right, but still, he nailed that point because we all were sitting there going, oh, he's coming out hot right now. Some heat there, baby. Some heat. Uh, next up, the Impact Digital Media Championship on the line. Your champion, Joe Hendry, uh, defending the title against Moose. 14 minutes, 5 seconds at the end of the day, and still your Impact Digital Media Champion, Joe Hendry, Mm. only because at the end of this match, Moose wins 
well, via dick kick. Yeah. Which that's fine. Dick kick into the into the spear. One, two, three. We got a new champ. Right. But then we have a new uh, director of authority. Director of authority, Santino Morella. Yeah. Who restarts the match, and of course, at a disadvantage, Moose ends up losing when the match restarts to keep Joe Henry as a champion. I'm just like, why was that necessary? Once again, convoluted and overbooked. In a good match up to that point. Good match until that point, but bad placement of Morella's debut. Because if you came out for that, where were you for the opening match, which was an absolute train wreck? I mean, granted, it was no disqualification. I get that. Sure, but... But, but here's, the other, here's the other problem I have with it. In Atlanta, Moose was over. Yeah. Moose used to play for the Falcons. Mm-hmm. He had some of his team, former teammates at ringside, so center stage was hot for Moose. Uh, there was less people cheering for Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the face was definitely Moose. So when Moose wins the belt, the crowd pops. And then they do that, which got Barella booed. Yeah. It got Joe Hendry booed. When Joe Hendry then wins, the crowd, instead of the crowd doing the wave your hand side to side shit, they were like, fuck you. Yeah. We, we did that with you in the beginning of the match, but we wanted to see Moose win. And I think it was just a bad decision to pull that trigger. But once again, if you say hard to kill 2023 to me, overbooked is the word association. It must have been on the day. You know, the bad luck came to this card. Yeah. Well, next up, we had a four-way match to determine the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Uh, this match got nine minutes and 20 seconds. At the end of the day, Masha Slamovich would defeat Deanna Perazzo, Killer Kelly, and Taylor Wilde via pinfall. We were very surprised about this. I was expecting Killer Kelly to win, who was undefeated in Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Masha, But I was very happy for Masha Slamovich, who, as you know, was my breakout star of last year. Continuing on, now she gets a guaranteed shot at the Impact Knockouts Championship. How'd you feel about the women's four-way match? Really like this match. I would say this is probably my 1B for match of the night. Uh, and I'm not mad if Masha wins. I, I think she's long overdue to get that title. So, you know, this is going to put her on the path for it. I'll, I'm all here for it. Tremendous match. Tremendous. Next up, falls count anywhere in Atlanta. <laughs> Asterix. They didn't They didn't <laughs> go really. They went outside at one point. Yeah. They didn't go really into Atlanta. Uh, Steve Macklin defeated Rich Swan in 11 minutes and 40 seconds. I think the right person won the match going with the, how the feud is going. However... This match, I mean, I like the action of this match, but once again, convoluted, overbooked, and anytime I hear falls count anywhere in a city, and they finished the match in the, I mean, they were outside the ring, but they were still inside of the arena, if you will, mm-hmm. then why did you not just say falls count anywhere in the building? See, when I watched this match, I had flashbacks to the Boiler Room Brawl. There was a little bit of that. Yeah, like there was a shovel involved in, in in as well. Yeah, so I'm just like, okay, well, why are we saying this is Falls Count anywhere when you're not leaving the building? And it was, you know, it was what it was. Macklin, I think, is going to be number one contender. He might be the the guy that takes the belt from Alexander. I'm not down that, but it just kind of seemed just, you know, overinflated. I guess in my point. No, I agree. It's, once again, it was like one of those overbooked moments. I mean, the actual action wasn't bad. It just little overbooked. Mm-hmm. Next up, we had a singles match. Die Hard Eddie Edwards defeated Jonathan Gresham. 19 minutes and 5 seconds. This was a very good match. This was my match of the night. I thought this was a great technical wrestling match. They had some hard hits in it. I love watching these two work. I hope to see them wrestle again very soon. How'd you feel about the match? I really like this match. The only thing I took away from it, though, it was too long. Yes, like, it was a little longer. Yeah, it was just a little a little too longer. You know how we always critique the young bucks, you know, staying around for five, ten minutes, a little too extra. I kind of had the same feeling with this. Even though it was a great match and I did enjoy both performances, I was just like, this is dragging on. Well, at the end of this match, speaking of overbooked, because three matches on this card had something happen at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. At the end of this match, you had the return of PCO. Yeah. Spitting out sand from his mouth, because, I mean, the last time he did get buried in the desert in Las Vegas, but I thought it was intriguing that he was spitting out sand, and uh, once again, uh, he used a shovel as well. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe we shouldn't have used the shovel in the Falls Count Anywhere match since we're using the shovel in the uh, Eddie Edwards match, but, you know, hey, whatever. I think it's allowed allowed because it was a murder angle. Ah, okay, yes, yes. Well, PCO, as we know, is not human, Yes. so therefore he's not dead. We'll find out how that plays out in coming weeks here at Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Now let's talk about the main event of the evening. 
It was a title versus career match as the Impact Knockouts World Championship was on the line. Your champion, Jordan Grace, defending against Mickey James. If Mickey James loses, this is it. Hasta luego, no more Mickey. Match got 19 minutes and 5 seconds as well as the previous match, interesting enough. And at the end of the day, your new Impact Wrestling Knockouts World Champion, Mickey James. She keeps her career. This match was really good, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put this out. Uh, Jordan Grace impressed me in this match. I'm usually not very impressed with Jordan Grace, but she was very good in this match, so it wasn't Mickey. The only thing I felt bad about is the way the match... I could see how the match was supposed to end, and they couldn't get it to work because the turnbuckle wouldn't come off. Yeah. So at the end of the match, Mickey James is holding on to the turnbuckle to try to stop from being slammed by uh, Jordan. And the turnbuckle was supposed to, with the pad was supposed to come off, but somebody t- taped it or, or tied it too tight or whatever, didn't loosen it, didn't cut so she would have it come off easy. The reason I know that was supposed to happen is because right after she pushed her towards the turnbuckle that was supposed to be exposed, thankfully Jordan Grace saves it by going through into the post, mm-hmm. like underneath the rope and through to the post, and then turned around and got hit with uh, the finish. Yeah. And I. It would have looked cooler if their plan would have gone off without a hitch. Because originally, I think she was supposed to shove her and she was supposed to hit her top head off of that metal metal buckle. Yeah. And then take the finish. Boom. One, two, three. Wins the match. But to her credit, Jordan Grace saved it from being a total epic failure. But I think if we would have saw the ending that was meant to be and there wasn't a mistake, you know, and it wasn't the, either the ladies' faults. It was somebody on the ring crew's fault. Right. Uh, I think it would have turned out a little better. Uh, I agree with you there, too. And plus, there was the weird fake tap out. That happened as well. Yes. Earlier in the match, it looked like Mickey James tapped out, but then they claimed that she didn't. Yeah, so that was just a little messy point in the match. But overall, I mean, it was a solid match, but I do agree with you. I think the ending could have been better, but it's not their fault. It's just the turnbuckle didn't come off. Yes, absolutely. Well, that was how we felt about Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill 2023. But despite it being overbooked, there was still a lot of good shit in the ring. Mm. It just... You know, there's a lot of convolutedness that could have gone away and would have made the show a lot better. Agreed. You know, keep it a little simpler. You know what I mean? Whenever you convolute something, it makes it a little worse. Although, like I said, the in-ring action was right on point. Uh, I thought that everybody did a great job. Some of the matches, like I said, just ran too long because they were convoluted or the finish was weird because it was convoluted. There is just a lot of overbooking going on for the show. Yeah, which is surprising because usually their pay-per-views are right on point. Yeah, it's been very weird to see a pay-per-view off for them. But that will do it for our review of that. We're going to take the first break of this show. When we come back, it'll be time for the mid-car where we talk about the Indie Roundup, Game Changer Wrestling, and Absolute Intense Wrestling to be more specific right after this break. Before it gets too late for you to run away The way we're going to start to turn And you see his insecurities begin to take their toll That's right, we are back from the break. About to hit you with that mid-card for this week, 607 TWS. Ken's really shredded it up this week. That's right. Well. And you know, in the mid-card, we're going to be talking about the Indie Roundup. And of course, the Indie Roundup is brought to you by our good friends over at Fight.tv. To be more specific, Fight Plus. Fight Plus is a streaming service through Fight.tv where you pay $4.99. That's right, $4.99 a month. And for that price, you get a ton of live content. Not just replays, but live content. 
And not just from pro wrestling. No, no, no. There's MMA. There's slap boxing. There's regular boxing. There's uh, rugby. There was some soccer. There's, there's a whole lot of stuff there on Fight Plus that they're offering. But because this is the wrestling show, you know we mostly care about the wrestling. And they've got a lot of, a lot of great wrestling, including our good friends over at Game Changer Wrestling. AIW Absolute Intense Wrestling, which we're talking about both of them tonight, but also Wrestling Revolver, Black Label Pro. And on top of all of that, Ken M, there's places like Glory Pro Wrestling as well, mm-hmm. and so much more over on Fight Plus. Ken M, Fight Plus, worth its weight in gold? Oh, absolutely. It's the best deal in independent pro wrestling, bar none. You can't tell me otherwise for the quality you get, and that's just we're talking wrestling. Like, we're not talking about everything else you get with it, but for that deal alone, is how many pay-per-views you want you think about throwing towards in comparison. This is worth the price of admission alone. I can't stress it enough. See, I get too amped up talking about it because I know mess up my lines, but it's that good and it's that well worth it. And you know what? The next the next best thing is also you get you get two fight credits a month as well. So you're only really paying two ninety nine because you can put those fight credits towards other pay per views like Impact Wrestling pay per views or NWA pay per views, or if you live internationally, you can put them towards AEW pay per views. Mm-hmm. But here in the states, unfortunately, we have to deal with BR Live. Yeah, boo and more. <laughs> fucking Warner Brothers. Anyways, <laughs> with that being said, we love us some fight.tv and we definitely love us some fight plus. And thank you for uh, sponsoring. How, here's the cool part. Here's the great part about this. I, I like fight plus whether they sponsor or not. Because my favorite wrestling's on there. Mm-hmm. I was ordering Game Changer Wrestling pay-per-views. Yeah. Spending a minimum $60 a month. Minimum. So now $4.99 makes my pocket feel better. And speaking of it, this would have been a weekend where we were dropping $25, $30 bucks for the oh, bundle. Oh, easily, yeah. Because, I mean, on the low end, they probably would have given us to us for $25. Right. But it would have been a three-package bundle. Three events this weekend. But $4.99, I get all three of them. And then if you don't watch them live, don't worry. You get the replays as well. And also, the archive. Well, let's talk about the shows. We got four shows this weekend because we would have then had to buy the AIW show on the side. That would have been right, another $10, been $13. Bucks. Yep. I mean, this is a $40 weekend, $4.99. I, I don't need to oversell this, but you can see the value. No, that's the real math right there, folks. All right, let's start off with Game Changer Wrestling because their first, uh, we'll do all three other shows and then we'll go back for the AIW show. Uh, started because they're kicking it off anyways, Friday, January 20th from uh, the Cabarrus Arena in Concord, North Carolina. Did a good enough job there, huh? I Almost Justin Roberts. Mm-hmm. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Start time over there on Fight Plus as well. And we are going to get Don't Talk to Me. Game Changer Wrestling presents Don't Talk to Me. Do you, Are you ready to talk about some of the matches on this card? Because I can always, tell you, this is a good-ass card. I'm always ready to talk to me. Good-ass card. Let's start off like this. Uh Battle of two young bucks. And I don't know yet if the NWA junior heavyweight title is on the line or not, but I'm assuming so because the NWA junior heavyweight champion, Kerry Morton, is going one-on-one against the East Coast ace, Jordan Oliver. Ooh, that's going to be a phenomenal match. Uh, Next up, this match probably will not be on Fight Plus. That's why I'm not saving it (laughs) till the end. But we're going to see Gringo Loco versus El Hijo Del Vikingo. If you don't know the story there, AAA wants an extra amount of money for him to appear on Fight Plus. And GCW's like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, so we probably won't see that, but we'll hear who wins. Uh, you know what? Kerry Morton's in action. So why the hell not have the legendary Ricky Morton in reaction from the Rock and Roll Express WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Morton? As a matter of fact, you know what? He's going to have his work cut out for him because he's going up against 607 TWS's favorite asshole, Tony Deppin. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, next up, we have Marty Garner taking on the king of wreck shit mountain, Cole Radrick. Let's go. Uh, we're going to follow that with the young goat himself, Nick Wayne, going one-on-one with Arez. Ooh, that'll be a good match. In a match for the Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Championships, your champions, Los Macisos, Ciclope, Miedo Extremo, will be challenging, be challenged, sorry, by the Ugly Ducklings. Okay. Making their GCW return. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a while since we've seen I know. Them. It's going to be awesome to see them, and they're vying for the belts. That's not the first, that's not the only time the Game Changer Wrestling Tag Titles are on the line this weekend. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Next up, that slimy piece of shit. Atlantic City knew he was a fucking snake. Oh. We're talking about Blake Christian. He's going one on one against Andrew Ever. Oh, returning that, Game Changer Wrestling. That'll be a solid match. And last, but certainly not least, Bussy Alley Catch 
and Daddy Effie will get their hands on Charles Mason and Pero in a tag team extravagant. Ooh, this has been building for a while. It's been building for a while, and guess what? We're going to see it all go down this upcoming Friday on Fight Plus, part of Game Changer Wrestling's Don't Look At Me, or Don't Talk To Me, sorry. And guess what? There'll be more card, uh, added to the card, probably a couple more matches. Let's kick over, our, though, to Saturday, shall we? Saturday, 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 with a 9 p.m. Eastern bell time, 8 p.m. Central, because it's from the center. It's from the central time zone, because they'll be in Huntsville, Alabama, at the Von Braun Center. That's a, I think that's the first time they've been there. I was going to say that. I yeah, that, wrong, sounds, but that sounds a, like a new place. Uh, there's only a few matches uh, announced so far, but we're going to run down them real quick. Of course, that goes down, like I said, 9 p.m. Eastern. Game Changer Wrestling's Take a Picture. Blake Christian is going to go one-on-one with Cabana Mandan. Mm. That should be interesting. That should be. 607 TWS's favorite asshole, Tony Deppin, will have his work cut out for him because he's going to be challenged by Adam Priest. Ooh. Yeah, very good. Very Ooh. good. Action Mike Jackson Let's will go. be in action this Saturday for Game Changer Wrestling making his return. And, of course, he's going to take on somebody also making his return to Game Changer Wrestling, former AEW superstar Marco Stunt. Ooh. So Marco Stunt and <laughs> Action Mike Jackson. And uh, the last match that we have announced will be for the Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Championships. Your champions, unless they lose the belts to the Ugly Ducklings the night before, Los Macisos, Ciclope, and Miedo Extremo will be challenged by the East West Express. That's right. These Coast Ace, Jordan Oliver, the Young Goat, Nick Wayne, are going to get a shot at the tag team titles in Huntsville, Alabama. Boy, I don't know. I kind of want to say a new. I, I kinda, they've been on a roll lately. Uh, it's, it's true. They have been on a roll. Can they pull it off? Oh, man. Can they pull it that's off? That's going to be an awesome match, question. Though. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to the Sunday show, Sunday, January 22nd. This has a uh, 6 p.m. Eastern start time, 5 p.m. Central, and it is coming to you from the Singing River Brewery in Florence, Alabama. So give me a little brewery show. Uh, now we've got a few matches announced, and it is GCW versus New South Wrestling. Mm. So representing Game Changer Wrestling, we'll have Bussy, Ali Catch, and Daddy, Effie that is, taking on the Carnies. Hmm. Representing Game Changer Wrestling, but nobody wants him to represent Game Changer Wrestling. Blake Christian will go one-on-one with Hunter Drake. Okay. Tremendous match. That should be good. Tony Deppin, our favorite asshole, is also Game Changer Wrestler's favorite asshole, as he'll take on Brandon Williams. Okay, that'll be a good match. And last but not least, for the Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Championships. Of course, that's only if they are still the Game Changer Wrestling World Tag Team Championship. Also, I don't know if both titles are on the line because it does not say if it's title for title because their opponents are also a tag champion. Because Los Macisos are going up against New South Tag Team Champions Infrared. So I'm not sure if both titles are on the line. Or just the GCW tag titles? I'll say it's GCW, but if it was title for title, I mean, the stakes just got really, really high. Well, that's also counting the fact if Los Macisos are still your tag team champions after two title defenses previously. I mean, they got the Ugly Ducklings in the East-West Express to uh, have to win out against two still-be tag champions. Yeah. It's oh. going to be a hard road for them this weekend. That'd be a hell of a 3 or uh, a, a trilogy run there by Los Macisos so they can pull that off. But that is a stacked lineup, though, that they got to go against. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to go back in time <laughs> to Saturday, January 21st, because at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday, usually they, they don't run Saturdays, but hell, they're running this on a Saturday. Uh, AIW presents Wasted Youth from the Outpost Concert Club in Kent, Ohio. Uh, the full lineup is below. Are you ready to talk about some AIW? Yeah, let's go. Uh, first off, we got the young tag team members only. They're going to have their biggest challenge up to date. No, it's not for tag gold, but they're going to go up against the man who is your reigning absolute champion. Oh. And also his partner and our good friend, 
the Maserati because it's the Rip City Shooters, baby. Oh. Wes Barkley and big Joshua Bishop taking on members only. Those young kids have a hard challenge ahead of them. Man, that's going to be a, a stacked challenge for them, to say it lightly. Wow. Shaw Mason is going one-on-one with Lewis Linden. Okay. H2V2 will take on PME. Okay. PME's trying to get back on those winning ways. Right, right, right. Uh, Ziggy Heim is in a singles match finally against Kayla Cassidy. Okay. So not you know, Derek Director usually is using her as his weapon during matches, but she's in singles action on this night. Uh, next up, Austin James will take on Cisco Silver. Okay. Uh, the king of the uh, six-way scramble match is not in a six-way scramble match, but Chase Oliver will take on Anthony Young. Ooh, that'll be a good match. Pretty Boy Smooth, our good friend PB Smooth, makes his official return to his AIW ring as he takes on Sam Holloway. We were very impressed by Big Sam Holloway. Now he's going to have to get in there with a seven-foot Pretty Boy Smooth. That could be a low-key match of the weekend. You want to talk about a hard-hitting match of the weekend? The Bone Collector, Dominic Garini, maybe with his wheelbarrow tag titles that he owns, yeah. is going to take on Sid Von England. This is going to be an... A, a brutal match. Ooh, yeah. This is going to hurt. Oh, speaking of brutal matches, Kaplan goes one-on-one with Tyson Riggs. Oh, sure. <laughs> they're, they're trying to really give these people a hardcore show. <laughs> yeah. And the last but not least, for the AIW World Tag Team Championships, your new champions, the Bitcoin Boys, are going to be challenged by the former champions as balking season has invoked their uh, mandatory rematch. And is going to be taking on the Bitcoin Boys. Remember, the Bitcoin Boys got the upset victory finally, mm-hmm. and they are your champions. I don't know can they can they hold on to those belts, or are we going to get an and new? I want to say the Bitcoin Boys are going to hold on. I think Lightning strikes twice and they hold on. But man, that's going to be a great match. They definitely have the number of balking season. Yes. Well, that is going to do it for the Fight Plus schedule. Hey, check out all those shows. Honestly, yeah, I don't think there's a loser in any of them. GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, the best independent wrestling company on the planet. I, I You know what? Maybe I'm biased, but I, I, I think it's true. There ain't nobody doing the numbers they're doing. And trust me, the shows are great. But AIW, up there as well. One of the best. You can't go wrong with this indie lineup. And this is just two feds alone. GCW, though, is the premier independent pro wrestling federation right now. There's no question about it. Doing more tours, doing more live events. Heck, they are the franchise marquee federation in Fight Plus. And that is saying something with all the great organizations involved. So you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. They're definitely pushing the levels. And then AIW, too, always put on solid shows. So don't sleep on them as well. Absolutely. All right. That's going to do it for the Indie Roundup here in the mid-card of this week's 607 TWS. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, it'll be time for the main event of the evening. And in that main event segment, we're talking NJPW's Wrestle Kingdom 17 Night 2. And we're talking Pro Wrestling Noah's Bye Bye Muda. When we come back from this final break.
Hey, we are coming back for the main event of this week's 607 TWS. And coming back to one of the great Muda's uh, theme songs, mm-hmm. it is going to be the end, the final for the great Muda this upcoming Sunday. We'll talk about that second, but uh, I thought it was important to give a, a little homage out there. Maybe we'll give another one for next week because we'll have to review the shows next week. Right. We are definitely been waiting for this one for a while. Myself, especially, I'm a gigantic Kenji Muto slash Great Muto fan. So with that, Ken M, are you ready to dive into the main event? Of this week's 607 TWS. It's bittersweet because we're finally here, but yeah, we're going to definitely have to talk about Muda's last match. Well, let's start off, though, by talking about what's going down on Saturday, January 21st. Of course, uh, this will be, I think it's also at like 1 a.m., so if you want to watch it later, you can. It will be on njpwworld.com, 999 yen if you would like to purchase that. It's always a great purchase. Uh, by the way, don't get scared off if you don't know the trade conversion. In the U.S., it's about 788 that's what I paid last time so it does change with the rate but still reasonable very reasonable Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 in the Yokohama Arena this is night two and of course this is dubbed NJPW versus Pro Wrestling Noah although some of the matches aren't just Noah versus NJPW some of them are actually combination teams Mm. we'll talk about it let's talk about what's going down on the pre-show if you will the opening match on the pre-show will be a tag team match with some young young talent as uh fujita and owa take on ozawa and yano uh not toriano right uh yasuke yano so (laughs) (laughs) but all of these guys are young boys getting their opportunity on a big stage Mm mm-hmm Next match, we got uh, a couple. Uh, we got a young boy teaming with uh, a, an older, an, a, a, I shouldn't say older, <laughs> teaming with a not even a legend. He's a man who's still kicking people's asses because we got Oscar Leob, who's a young boy still, teaming with the Stone Pitbull, Tommy Hero Ishii, to take on uh, Diaki Iniba and Masa Katamaya. And uh, so that's going to be an interesting match. That'll be Anytime nice. you get to see the Stone Pitbull, it's always a great, great time. Yeah. That is the second pre-show match. Also, I, I I do apologize if I butcher some of the Japanese names. I need to learn Japanese. I told my wife because I, I want to go to Japan one day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to start learning Japanese. So maybe maybe I will work on that. Next, uh, the first match on the main card, though, is going to be an eight-way tag team extravaganza. And it's a mixed match. So on one side, we have the reigning uh, GHC World Tag Team Champions, Segura and Kojima. Mm. And they're being t- they're tagging with Toriyanu. So there he is. Oh, there he is. And the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, to take on, representing the Bullet Club, Gaido, El Fantasmo, and Kenta. And they're being joined by Marafuji. Ooh. So we got Marafuji, Kenta, El Fantasmo, and Gaido taking on the GAC World Tag Team Champions, plus Toriano and the ace Hiroshi Tanahashi. This is going to be a barn burner. Oh, this is going to be a phenomenal that's the, match. That's the opening contest on the main card. That's going to be phenomenal. Next up, we got two of the best up-and-coming junior heavyweights. I mean, El Desperado's been around for a while, but he's right. representing New Japan. He's going up against Yohei. From uh, GHC, we did see him this past show. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's going to be a great match. This match is a match of junior heavy junior heavyweights. There's one legend, one, you know, ace-like character that we all know and love, and then a young boy for both teams pretty much. On one side, you have representing New Japan Pro Wrestling, Master Wado, Taguchi, and then Tiger Mask. Hmm. <laughs> and they're going to be taking on Alejandro... Wanta Makawa, Maka, Makawaki, sorry, and Amakusa. Okay. The, the junior heavyweight tat champion. That'll be a good match. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. They're rep- of course. Next up, we have another tag team match, and this one is featuring some big time players. On one side, representing Team GHC, we have uh, Yoshiki Inamura tagging with the Karaining GHC World's Heavyweight Champion, Kaido Kiyomayu. Okay. And they're going up against Togi Makabe and the reigning IWGP World's Heavyweight Champion, the Rainmaker, oh. Kazuchika Okada. Let's go. That's going to be awesome. Well, that that's that that's that sounds like a solid like five matches, I right? I would say yeah, but we got some more to talk about. Ready for this? 
that's where we get our second type part of this pay-per-view. The first, this, this pay-per-view could be two pay-per-views. Yeah. Because the second part of this is all Los Engrenables de Japón taking on Congo in its five singles matches. You ready to talk about him? Yeah, let's do it. First up, representing LIJ, we got Bushi, and he's going to be going up against Tadasuke. Okay. Next, we have the reigning IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, the ticking time bomb, Hamaru Takahashi, and he'll be going against Hajime Ohara. Ooh, that'll be a good, good, good match. Battle of two great junior heavyweights. Next up, the man who is Cold Stone himself, <laughs> Sedata, and he's going to be taking on Manobu Soye, so oh, representing Congo. Very solid match. The man who is your King of Pro Wrestling 2023. The man who is also getting a shot pretty soon in Osaka against Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP world title. Shingo Tagagi, representing LIJ, will be taking on Nakajima, representing Congo. Ooh, that'll be another good, good. See, I, I, I'm hitting the extra goods for this because that's going to be such Dude, that's going to awesome be a tremendous match. match. I yeah. don't even want to call who's winning these matches because they're phenomenal. And in the main event of the evening... The man representing LIJ, the leader of LIJ, Tetsu Naito, will go one-on-one with a man who came just a sliver close to becoming the GHC World Heavyweight Champion at the New Year's show. And that, of course, would be Kano. And he's the leader of Congo. So the leader of Congo versus the leader of LIJ. This is going to be an epic match. I love the buildup I've been seeing for this. So bring it on. It has been heating up. Make sure you get yourself some NJPW World, and you will definitely not regret checking out that show but that's not the only show we're talking about in japan no 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 because the following day on sunday also at 1 a.m eastern standard time but you can watch it whenever and i do believe they are playing it on wrestle universe Mm -hmm. or you can order it on fight.tv however you would like to do it and i i I implore all of you to do it okay Mm -hmm. all of you all of you should be checking this out all of you should be watching this card because this is one of the cards the greatest cards to go down because of who it's representing yep. and of course it is by by muda that is the pro wrestling uh noah title for this match even better than that ken m it is also coming to you from the yokohama arena let's go so you ready to talk about it oh absolutely all right here we go in no particular order because they don't i do not have these in the full order the other one was in full order Uh, But I'm assuming if I go in reverse, this will be pretty much full order. Uh, In the opening contest, we have Atushi Katogi, and he's teaming with Saki Yokosako to take on the Congo team of Hajime no Hora and High 6ix9ine. All right. Uh, We we got to see them in a great tag team match uh, not that long ago. Jungle Kayona and Soriano will be taking on Sumeri Natsumi and Maya Yokiya. Timothy Thatcher is going one-on-one with Masaki Machizuki. Ooh. Uh, next up, we have, it looks like to me, a six-person tag team matchup as we will get Ogawa, Aida, and Nosawa Range taking on Junta Mayawaka, Alejandro, and Yatsutuke Yano. All right. Jake Lee, Jack Morris, and Anthony Green. Yeah, that Anthony Green. Wow. Will be taking on Masakitatama. Daiki Inobe and Yosaka Inomura. That's going to be a solid match. In a GHC martial arts rules match, Sakuraba. Yes, that's Sakuraba. The, the, the Gracie killer. Yeah. Sakuraba is going one-on-one with his Hideki Suzuki. Oh, shit. For the, in a GHC martial arts rules match. Yes, Sakuraba. That's insane. Not making this up. That's Mind is just blown right now. And if you want to see... So, I don't know if you're familiar. This past week, Dante Leone lined himself up with some less than admirable folk and turned on Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac's going to get an opportunity to get a little bit of revenge, though, because he's in a six-man tag. Okay. Both of those men. On one side, you have Dante Leone and his new friends, Yohei and Casey. They're going to be taking on the team of Ninja Mac... The GHC junior heavyweight champion, Amakasa, who beat Dante Leon for that pelt. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the legendary Ultimo Dragon. What? Yes, that is one side. What? <laughs> if that's not enough, Ken, we have an eight-man tag match where we have Kaito Kiyomaya, your GHC world heavyweight champion, tagging with Hiho de Dr. Wagner Jr. 
And then, of course, he's also teaming with the GHC World Tag Team Champions, Takeshi Segura and Kojima, to take on the Congo team of Manobo Soya, Matakasuke Funaki, Nakajima, and Kano. That's a solid match. Yeah. Talk about it. There's the world Whoa. champion and the world Whoa. tag team champions, and then you have Congo. Who wants those belts? That's going to be interesting. But then that brings us to the main event of the evening. And it's a six-man tag team extravaganza. As on one side, you have Hakushi, Akira, not the U.S. wrestler, right, Akira, right, the yeah. Japanese wrestler, and Marafuji. And they are taking on Darby Allen, Sting, and of course the man of the hour in his final wrestling match ever, the Great Muda. How are you feeling about this whole show and, of course, that main event six-man tag team match? Said it once, say it again. Bittersweet. But this is a stacked card. The main event is very, very solid. Uh, it, it's kind of surreal to see Sting and Muda team up at this stage. Obviously, like that's where I came to my Muda fandom, is seeing that great feud in WCW way back when. So, like for me, this is just so surreal, but yet... What a fitting way to go out. The legends involved in this match, and Darby too, are going to be really doing some things. Darby isn't there yet, folks. So, you know, Save your comments right now. But this is going to be a, a great way to send Muda off and for his last match unless he makes a run-in at the Royal Rumble. What a legacy to leave. And I was meaning to ask you on air, what is your favorite great Muda moment? Ooh. Well, actually, I think you know this. My favorite great Muda moment of all time is uh, when uh, he took on Onita. So there was a great Onita. Onita had, had uh, forced his way, his hand, if you will, to fight the great Muda mm-hmm. uh, by dressing as the great Onita <laughs> yeah. on multiple occasions and mocking Muda. And finally, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. So we ended up with the great Onita versus the great Muda, and it was a phenomenal match. Uh, one of I, I'm not a big Onita guy. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people love Onita, but I've never been a big Onita mark. But at that match with him and Muda actually showed me why – you know, Onita should be respected. Yeah. Very good match. Uh, on top of that, I've, I, I loved his matches. Of course, when I also, like you, saw him first in the United States taking on Sting. So, like, I, I've, I've, I love a lot of the matches between Sting and Muda because they're, they're great matches. Um, there's a few other great ones. Out, there's a lot of great ones out there. What am I talking about? A few. Uh, there, there's some great Muda versus Misawa matches. Mm-hmm. Um, even last year when Muda fucking won the GHC World Championship for the last time. Yeah, was, crazy was, was, was a that? great match. Uh, so, like, if you go through his body of work, who hasn't Muda wrestled? Whether it was as Kenji Muda or whether it's the great Muda, he's wrestled everybody. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think my I think my favorite match though of all time easily is Onita versus Muda. Yeah. So, very awesome match. Very great, good storyline. So, I'm, I'm I was excited for that one above everything else. And also, he had a really good match in. Uh, um, PWG once against Rob Van Dam. Yeah. So like Mood is fucking great. Let's 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 not undersell how great Mood is. Right. And I understand that's his nickname, but it's still it's still He lives out. up to the moniker. So I am going to uh, with a tear in my eye watch his final match this upcoming Sunday, not at one AM, although I I am tempted to wake up and just watch it live. Uh, I, I don't think I will, but I'll probably watch it first thing in the morning Sunday before I get my day going, get my cup of coffee. I might even just skip even I w- I'm gonna watch the whole event, don't get me wrong. But I just might skip to that match first just to yeah. just to get the that out of the way. And uh it's it's such a great moment. And like I said, this great action all weekend long. I'm gonna be kinda of consuming a ton of wrestling this weekend. Got three GCW shows, an AIW show, a New Japan show, and a Pro Wrestling Noah show. It's great days for me. So when everybody else is out here worrying about if the sky's falling for world wrestling entertainment, I'm like, fuck man, I don't have enough time to watch all the shows I want to watch, plus watch football, plus, you know, take care of shit around the house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's crazy. I, but it's it's awesome that I get to live this right as a wrestling fan. And that's why we shouldn't bog down and worry about nonsense because we should be smelling the roses that are great Muda's last match mm-hmm. and some great wrestling out there from the independents. If you're not sold on what GCW does, check out AIW. It's a fucking great promotion. Absolutely. No pun if intended. You, if you love, if you like AEW, it's that kind of style. I, I, you know, and I know it's, you know, every company's there. I'm just like trying to give you like an a, a amalgamation. If you like AEW, you'll probably like AIW. Mm-hmm. If you like, you know, that's a fair statement. PWG, you probably like AIW. So I'm, I'm just saying like, that's, Kind of like trying to get you into it. Like, I don't like to compare everything together, but 
you got to put it in a box so wrestling fans understand. Right, because there's so much great independent pro wrestling out there, and AIW is one of those federations. So if you're looking to try something new, give the show a chance. That's the best thing with deals like Fight Plus. You have a plethora of great wrestling to watch. And if you're not really feeling WWE, you're not really feeling AEW, this is a perfect time to go check something else out. And you hear us talk about this each week. So if you're going like, man, these guys keep talking about this. I should go check it. Now is a perfect time. Go do it. Be a positive wrestling fan and get some great wrestling in your life. Absolutely. That's going to do it. For this episode of 607 TWS, but before we can go, can I tell the fine folks one more time how to find yourself in the ODPH podcast? Keep it very short and sweet. For anything and everything that is the ODPH, you can find it at odphpodcast.com. And for all links, social medias, everything else, just the one-stop shop, 3FNpodcast.com, and you can find anything you need for this show and everything else we got going on. That brings us to the end of the show. So until next week, where we give you the full-on review of the, you know, pretty much six shows that we previewed, yeah. plus plus the preview of WWE's Royal Rumble. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and most importantly, later wrestling fans.